0: turn there, we're going to pray, and we're going to talk about some things. I understand that we've got some young ones in here, so I'm going to try to keep it sort of interactive so that we can all know what's going on. Let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we are so grateful for family. We're so grateful that we get to be here together. God, I pray for all of us here right now. That you would fill us with your Holy Spirit, that you would give us understanding, you give us insight into your word from the youngest one in here, Lord, all the way to the oldest one in here, that we would grow because of your word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So we're going to try to cover about 39 years in 15 minutes, okay? We're going to cover a long process. If you know of Abraham, who knows of Abraham? Who's heard of Isaac? who's heard of Jacob? Jacob had 12 kids. He, uh, one of his youngest ones, the second to the youngest was named Joseph, and he was the favorite. Who, how many favorite children do we have in here? Right? I know I could raise my hand with authority and conviction, knowing that I'm my mom's favorite. Right? It just works that way. When you're the only boy, mom loves you more. And so that's just kind of the way life is. But here's the thing. Out of a family of 12 kids... Joseph. Everyone say Joseph. Joseph. Joseph was the favorite. And his brothers didn't like it. And the dads favored him so much, he gave him a special jacket. It had all these colors on it. And I'm sure he used to go to his brothers and be like, Hey, did you check out my new jacket, man? I got the new jacket. Did you get a new jacket? No, oh, you did? Okay, I got a new one. And he's just super kind of, kind of punk kid a little bit, it seems like. And that's who we've got in Joseph. Joseph has dreams all the time. Check this out in chapter 37, verse 6. We know that Joseph is 17 years old at the time. He says to his brothers, Hear this dream that I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright. And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed to my sheaf. And the brothers said, Are you going to reign over us? Verse 9, he says, Then he dreamed another dream. He told his brothers and said, Look, I dreamed another dream. This time the sun and the moon and the 11 stars bowed down to me. So he told his father and his mother. His father rebuked him. He said, what's this dream you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come and bow down before you? And so he's got these dreams. And he tells the family, he goes, yeah, we're putting stuff together. And and the thing I put together stood up and your guys all bowed down to mine. They go, you punk. No, they didn't. And And then he goes, I had another dream that the sun and the moon and the stars, they all bowed down to me. And the dad's like, hey, man, I know you're my favorite, but don't be be talking like that. It says that the brothers got very angry at him. And then something really bad happens. Who in here has ever had something bad happen to you? Even if you're a little kid. Sounds like some kids in the background maybe had something bad happen to them. Just kidding. That's what happens when it's family night and we love it. All of us have had bad things happen, but I don't know that any of us have had something this bad happen. And I was going to read the whole thing, but for the sake of time, I'll have to just kind of, I guess, sum it up a little bit. But in verse 18, it says that the brothers get to a point that they go, you know what we ought to do? Let's just kill him. <laughs> and I don't know if that's always the best answer. It is one of the answers, but it's not the best answer, right? Right? And so what they, what, here's what happens. Listen close. So the brothers get together. They go, look, he's coming right now. I've got an idea. Let's just try and kill him. And so what they do is they find a big hole, a big pit. Who's ever, who, any of us kids ever walk by a big pit? You ever seen a big hole? So they take their brother Joseph and they throw him in the hole. It's got no water in it. There he goes to the bottom of the hole. And you can imagine as a young boy, Joseph's 17 at the time, that he's sitting in that pit, and I bet he's thinking, okay, when are they going to get me out? And I'm sure it felt like an eternity that he was sitting there in this pit. And then what happens is one of the brothers feels bad. He says, you know what, maybe we shouldn't kill him. And then he sees some Midianite travelers. He goes, I got it, let's just sell them to them. And so what looked like a bad situation all of a sudden became a worse situation. Who's ever had a situation that was bad and then it became worse? Anybody? Yeah, we've had bad situations get worse. And so he gets sold into slavery. He disappears. And and so they end up telling his dad, oh yeah, you know, they, they mess up his jacket and they put blood on it. They go, yeah, he's probably torn apart by some wild animal. But there's this key verse... And it's in chapter 39, verse two and three. It says, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man and he was in the house of his master in Egypt and his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And so here's what happens. Joseph becomes a slave in Egypt. There he is in Egypt and what happens is he starts working for this man and and everyone's able to see that God is still with him this is going to be our point for tonight god is with us say god is with us, god is with us. even the kids say it. God, is with us. god is with us god is with us no matter where we go and so here's what happens with this guy that he's a slave now we're because of the sake of our audience i'm going to go a little soft on this next part But there's an opportunity for great sin. There's great temptation to do the wrong thing for Joseph. Who's ever been in a a temptation type situation? Who's ever, even if you're a young one, you've been in a a place where you know you can do the wrong thing and you shouldn't do it, but you know that opportunity is there. Who's been in that situation? Many of us. The sad thing is many of us do that thing, but here's what Joseph says when, he's, when this temptation is brought to him. He says in verse uh, uh, nine, the last part of verse nine, chapter 39, it says, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against who? Against God. How can I sin against God? Guys, we always need to remember that when we're in the midst of temptation, when there's the possibility that we could do something wrong, we always have to remember that it's against God we sin. It could be against our fellow man. It could be against, you know, uh, ourselves, even. But really, ultimately, the sin we sin is against God. And so Joseph recognizes this. Joseph sees this. But actually, because he does the right thing, he gets thrown into prison. So first he was thrown into a pit. Then he was sold into slavery. Now he's thrown into prison. This is a bad day, isn't it? Isn't this a bad time? And so who's ever been in a situation that went from bad to worse, to even worse. Who's been there? You know what? Not as many hands on that one. That's cool. That's cool because sometimes we go, Lord, this is more than I can handle. But maybe there is more that we can handle. And so it goes another step further. But then at the end, uh, excuse me, um, of, verse, of chapter 39 and verse 21, it says, but the Lord was with Joseph. He showed him mercy. He gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And at the end of the chapter, verse 23, it says the keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it prosper. Let's say it again. The Lord is with us. The Lord is with us, guys. We cannot forget that no matter how bad things seem to be, God is still with us. And then as he's in prison, chapter 40, we're going to speed up a little bit. We're going to speed up. I think I got up here late, right? Okay, so I have at least five. I've got at least. Kids, how am I? Can you kids listen for another five minutes? Yeah, which kids think they can listen for another five minutes? Who thinks 10 minutes? Okay, generous. Love it. Love it. As long as the kids are okay. He's in prison and two guys come to prison, the butler and the baker. Say butler. And the baker. Say baker. So we've got the butler and the baker that are in prison with him. They have these crazy dreams. They're freaking out. And Joseph interprets their dreams. And, of course, he attributes it to the Lord. He says, God can interpret your dream. And so these people are having some dreams, some crazy dreams. And they go, what does it mean? And so, do you know what the dreams were? What were they? Let's hear them. What's your name, bud? What? Solomon. What? Solomon. Solomon. I thought you said Solomon. I was like, what? Well, Saul, no wonder you know it. You're the wisest guy here. Um, so so what happened in the dreams, buddy? <laughs> you forgot? <laughs> Had to do with birds eating bread on his head. That was a crazy one. But anyway, here's the moral of the story. He interprets the dream. He says, here's what's going to happen, man. God, he says to the butler, God's going to raise you back up. To the baker, he says, sorry, buddy, the news isn't so good. And he's going to die, and he does. So he tells the butler, he says, hey, can you remember me? I'm I'm in prison. I'm not supposed to be here. And what does it say? It says the chief, verse 23 of chapter 40, yet the chief butler did not remember (coughs) Joseph, but forgot him. Who's ever been let down by people? Who would feel let down if you got left in prison and someone should have got you out? That's a bad day too, isn't it? So we see a situation that's gone from bad to worse to even worse to now even worse. Anybody been in one of those? Four times worse? Usually it gets better after a time. That's why it's good to read the whole Bible. You get get this kind of stuff. So check it out. The butler forgets. Two years later, Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, starts having these gnarly dreams. He's dreaming about these cows coming out of the water, and they're nasty, gross, and they eat the other big fat cows, and, and then they're, they're still gross, you know? And Pharaoh's like totally tormented about it, and the butler goes, I remember my faults this day. There was a guy, king, two years ago that told me to tell you this. He knows how to interpret dreams. So they bring Joseph out. Check it out. They bring Joseph out, and he says, hey, can you interpret dreams? Verse 16, 41, 16. He says, it's not me. God will give Pharaoh the answer. And so what happens is he interprets the dream for Pharaoh. He tells him what's going to happen. He's going to be there seven years of plenty. Say plenty. plenty. Then there's going to be seven years of famine. Say famine. And the, and the plenty is going to be forgotten by the famine. And so what happens is that because Joseph can interpret genes, Pharaoh brings him out of prison and he rises him up to second in command in all the land of Egypt. And we learn something here. It says that Joseph, when he was set up as the second in command to Pharaoh, he was, listen to this, 30 years old. That means he had gone from a 17-year-old thrown into a pit, And it wasn't until he was 30 years old that he was finally restored. Anybody been through a long trial? Yeah? Any kids ever gone through a hard time? What's Solomon, what's the longest time you've ever gone through a hard time? Yeah, of course. Don't tell me you fell off the monkey bars. No. Oh. <laughs> so you do know bad to worse to worse to worse. <laughs> yeah. How long was that? About, about what? 30 minutes? Was it a few days? How long was it bad for you? About 30 seconds, and then it's better. Okay. It's all perspective, guys. Out of the mouth of babes, man, we learn. Right? Hey, guys, some of us go through trials for a long time, don't we? But you know what? Those dreams that Joseph had, you guys remember the dreams we talked about? Those were still promises from God. But check it out. It would not be until the famine or the years of plenty would go by and then the years of famine would begin. And by the time Joseph actually reveals himself to his brothers is not until chapter 45 And in chapter 45, he says this to his brothers in verse 7. It says, God sent me here before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives from this great deliverance. Joseph, when he says these words, is 39 years old. He went from 17 years old when all this stuff was happening to finally receiving the promises of God at 39. How many years is that? Like 20, no, 22? Am I right on that? I didn't write the math in my notes. 22 years. 22 years to get the promise of God. Who in here has ever waited for a promise of God? Who's still waiting for a promise of God? Yeah, guys, don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. And so I want to say this to the little ones and I want to say it to the big ones. I'm going to finish with this verse right here as we looked at the story of Joseph in Jim, I'm pretty sure close to 15 minutes, right? Okay, because Jim's like, I'm coming up there. I'm coming up. All right, kids, we still good? Kids, can I read one more verse to you? Yes, okay, one more verse. Okay, Galatians chapter six, verse nine. Galatians chapter six, verse nine. Before we read it, what was our our point for today? That God or the Lord is what? He's with us. Kids, say it. Let me hear all the kids say it. Say, God is with us. us. Adults, say, God is with us. us. All right, very good. Kids, you're going to have to do better next time. The adults were a lot louder. Okay, Galatians 6, verse 9. He says, Let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Friends, let me tell you this tonight. Let me tell you this tonight. That there are times that we go through trials, right? We're all going to go through trials. The Bible says the sun rains on the just and the unjust. We all go through hard times. And, and I wish I could get just, just rescue you right out of it. But in the midst of 22 years for Joseph, what he did is he remained faithful to his God. And I want to encourage you, especially parents, I want to encourage you that as you have young ones who watch your life, they are learning how to trust in God as they watch you trust in God. Young kids, let me encourage you that your parents will learn to trust in God as they watch you trust in God. I'm not joking about that. There are times, guys. Aren't there times, parents, that we're convicted by our kids? When they pray at night and they have more faith than we do and you go, you know what? I need to trust in the Lord. And guys, when he says, let us not grow weary in doing good, I know some of us are hurting in here tonight. Don't grow, that's when it's time to stop. Do you hear that? When the kids yawn, that's when you know it's done. It's done. Guys, Don't get tired in doing the right thing. Kids, when there's temptation, you're like, man, I just want to do the wrong thing right now. Don't do it. Don't get tired doing the right thing. But when I do the right thing, nobody sees. And I do the wrong thing, and mom and dad get me right away. That's good. It's healthy. And it's healthy for adults, too. Guys, let's not grow weary while doing good. Because in due season, we'll reap if we don't lose heart. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. Lord, we love you. We love you so much. And God, we thank you that you're with us. We thank you that your promises are good for us. Lord, would you help us to be faithful to you? Would you help us to do the right thing from the youngest one all the way to the oldest one in this room? We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Is Mark up? Oh, I am I, I would like to introduce <laughs> Mark. <laughs>